0: Everybody and welcome to Roll It, a movie podcast. I am your host Ryan, and with me, as always, is my friend and co-host Ty Lour. How you doing, Ty?
1: What's going on, man?
0: Oh, well, not much, not much. Uh, I'm am I'm, I'm feeling refreshed. Got a got a good night's sleep, so I'm, I'm ready to do the thing. Yeah,
1: doing, doing the old morning recording again. We uh, we've been doing more and more of these. It comes with age, you know.
0: Yeah, it's become the norm. We kind of <laughs> just get get uh, we keep pushing it off, but that's the uh, that's the way it goes. Um. So this week we are doing the 1992 film, directed by Clint Eastwood, starring Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, and Gene Hackman. Unforgiven. So Ty, I think this was your first time watching this movie. Uh, what did you think about it?
1: Yeah, like uh, I like I told you right before I haven't watched that many Clint Eastwood movies, honestly. Um, yeah, crazy. Which is yeah, it is crazy. I thought it was really good. I I liked the um it was like, I mean it's like your classic western, you know what I mean? Uh but no, I thought I thought it was good. I I really loved it. But it's the, not uh,
0: though. <laughs> well. <laughs> we'll get yeah, into that. But, uh, but
1: anyway. <laughs> I mean the setup and like everything other than <laughs> Yeah,
0: you're still getting uh, all the western tropes and stuff. Yeah.
1: It has it has almost every western trope you could think of. It's got whiskey, it's got guns, it's got dirty people and killing. So, I mean, you pretty much have a recipe for good Western right there. Um, but no, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I kind of wish like, I was kind of hoping that Gene Hackman would be like a good dude, you know, but Hey, can't, you can't always get what you want, but no, I, uh, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I, like I said before we, we recorded too, you know, I think, uh, I've been like leaning more toward Westerns lately. I don't know why I just I've been really like them a lot, but, uh, I I think I just love how any story can play out in like that time period. You know, I think it's a great like time period for movies and stuff. Um, like the 1890s, not 1992. Uh, but not like 1992 was a bad time for movies. You know what I'm saying though? Anyways, um, I did enjoy it. No, I liked it a lot. Uh, I kind of wish it had like a better ending. That's my only thing, you know. But okay. it was a it was a kind of a dull ending for me. But um, other than that, no, I, I really enjoyed it. What did you think of it?
0: Uh, yeah, I really like this movie a lot. In my head, I was like, in my head, I'd seen bits of this, but I hadn't seen the whole thing.
1: Oh, been there, Ryan. Uh, you and, know me. And, I, and then I there.
0: and then I watched it, and I'd be like, no, I've saw this whole movie before. Uh, but I don't. I didn't. It's it's been long enough ago that I you know. I was too young to remember, uh, or appreciate it, I guess. But yeah, rewatching it again now, I mean, it's, it's, it's so good. Um, it's, it's, you know, a deconstruction of, you know, the Western genre and Clint Eastwood kind of, and, you know, I, I don't think anybody, this was, uh, actually on, uh, the script was penned in like the early eighties and it was on Francis Ford Coppola's desk for, Uh, a few years and then Clint Eastwood finally got his hands on it. But I couldn't imagine anybody but Clint Eastwood making this and starring in this because it's very much, I mean, it's, it's just a perfect fit with him. And because he, you know, he came to prominence as the man with no name, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, this man of violence in the Western uh, just, you know, killing people left and right the, you know, the hero saving the day and stuff like that uh, through all this death and violence. And it's him kind of commenting on that and uh, kind of deconstructing the the violence in Westerns and saying, well, you know, you know, violence isn't uh, isn't all that great. Violence is complicated. You know, life is complicated. There are no good guys There are no bad guys. It's uh, the world's the world's messy. And uh, and, you know, this myth deconstructing the myth of the West, the myth of America, um, it just it does a whole a whole lot. Uh, And I just think Clint Eastwood's the perfect person to put it on film and kind of explore that. And, you know, his transformation from the man with no name to, you know, this character. I mean, it's, it's, it's just perfect. Um, But I was
1: just just gonna say, you know, I I think like as they're doing all that, like they're doing it through like the scope of like your traditional Western too, using all those same tropes and everything too. Like that, like, you know, deconstructing it almost from the, like you said, from the inside out, I just thought was like, uh, I, I just like an interesting look at it, I guess, because I feel like, I feel like most Westerns, the endings is just kind of like, I don't know. And they were off into the sunset or like, like, they, I feel like they all kind of have like the, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to like generalize too much, but I feel like there's usually well, dull endings. The- it, but yeah, it's you have the shootout, like, and the good right. guy
0: rides off, you know, and the bad guy's dead, and that's it.
1: And in a way, it was kind of like the same thing for this, but I, um,
0: but it's complicated.
1: It's yeah, and I I do like, well, we can get in like I like what the uh, like the school field kid. I think I like uh, his character and what it represents a lot throughout this entire movie, um, because I yeah. think that's something that is really like pulled from. As somebody who hasn't seen a ton of westerns but likes westerns, I feel like that's something that's really was pulled from like that trope that they wanted to hit on and really like touch on. You know that point.
0: Oh yeah, and yeah, we'll talk about what like what he could be seen as a stand-in for uh, later on. But yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it just it takes all the tropes of westerns and you know turns them on their head and uses them to kind of critique it in the same you know in the same exact way that Mm -hmm. it's, you know, of course, using those tropes for. But, yeah, no, I I really like this movie. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Um, So, I guess, let me jump into a recap. So, after a prostitute has her face cut up by a cowboy with a little help from his friend, they are ran from the town by the sheriff, Little Bill, but the women are not satisfied with this Quote, Justice that the sheriff lays out, and they put out a reward to kill the two men. A young slinger named the S- Showfield Kid arrives at the homestead of William Money, a retired killer turned widower and pig farmer after his wife changed his sinful ways. The young gun tries to convince Money to come with him to hunt the bounty down. After initially refusing, he realizes he needs the money for his kids and leaves, but not before recruiting his old partner Ned Logan. They meet up with the kid and are off for the bounty. Meanwhile, Little Bill roughs up another gunslinger seeking out the bounty, and he tries as he tries to rid the town of the idea and keep the quote-unquote peace. Soon after, Money's trio rides in, and the same happens to Money, as Little Bill almost beats him to death. He recovers, and the trio find the first cowboy, and Money kills him. Ned leaves because he can't deal with the violence anymore, but he is soon picked up as a suspect and beaten to death by little Bill. The kid kills the second cowboy, and when they collect the money, they learn about Ned. Money tells the kid to leave, who doesn't want to be a killer anymore anyway. Money goes to town, and he finds and kills little Bill and anyone else who is in his way. He threatens the town to behave, or else he'll come back for more. End of movie.
1: That is the one one Western trope they don't dissect, though. One right. dude just taking down a bunch of people.
0: <laughs> yeah, you see, like, throughout the whole movie, you're like, does he still does he still got it? And then yeah. you see, well, it wasn't, you know, that wasn't a myth. He was yeah. the real deal.
1: Well, and, uh, and th- like, I feel like, you know, you, you have a glimpse into his past, but you don't really have the entire idea until the end of, like, how much of a, you know, it, the movie starts off by telling you how terrible of a person he is. Like, that's like the opening. that's, like, the opening story is just, like, uh there was once once upon a time there was a murderer and killer and this is this is him now and uh you know, he married off or whatever. But you're kinda just like okay. Just like your average your average murder killer in the West, you know. But then you realize like how terrible he really was at the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when he when uh that the one girl rides up to give him the money and she's mm-hmm. like, Yeah, he was saying that you were uh you know, you killed women and children and uh all that then you start to get a that's that the that's when you start to realize how, you know, bad of a person he was. And then right. he, he gets to the saloon and, uh, you know, he's like, you shot, you know, you just shot an, or an unarmed man. And, of course, he says, well, he should have armed himself. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but he so like, does have some great you,
1: lines throughout this entire. I round. mean, there's some good lines. in this There's movie some great we'll talk about. Yeah.
0: But anyway, he's like, well, you killed, you know, killed women and children. He said, well, yeah, I killed women and children, everything that walked or crawled on this earth. Uh, So, you you know, you get an idea of just how much of a, you know, scumbag this guy is. Yeah. And, you know, in his old age, you kind of like throughout the whole movie, you're kind of feeling bad for him. And then you realize that, you know, that why the name of the movie is Unforgiven, because, you know, through, you know, all of his all of his sins and uh, uh, indiscretions, uh, you see, you know, just how you can't, you know, sometimes it can't you can't be forgiven for all that.
1: Yeah, oh, there's no man, there's no repentance for for certain things, especially when yeah. you feel no uh, remorse when it's for still those inside actions. you. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it's still it's still there. I mean, I think he does feel remorse because he keeps saying he's like, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not that guy anymore. Right. But And of course, by the end of the movie, once he's kind of you know triggered to be that guy, he you know it comes out again.
1: I think, uh, yeah, I, and I think he always was that guy. I, I think he just wanted to think hmm. that he wasn't. I mean, he, he thought, you know, and, and would it have changed if his wife Claudia was still around? Probably. Like, but it's almost just like he it, that was what he needed to pull him away from that lifestyle.
0: Yeah, and I mean, he still, I mean, he, he kind of disguises it as, you know, these guys, you know, they, they deserve to be killed. Right. When they probably really didn't. Um but you know he—that's what you know when the, the 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 Schofield kid comes up and he's kind of embellishing what happened, mm-hmm. uh, and then and Clint then Eastwood he, when he yeah. goes to Morgan Freeman he embellishes it even more, you know, mm-hmm. and it's them kind of—I uh, don't know about making excuses, but uh, rationalizing their decision because it, it's really—it's just for money. Just they're like validating the death, right? Yeah, yeah. Just like in his old days, he's just killing, killing for money, killing for pretty much no other reason than that even though he can disguise it as being a moral moral righteousness defending those who can't defend themselves whatever it's still like that's you know he has to kind of disguise it as that because it's 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 really not uh it's just you know it's just uh another murder and i think he realizes that once he kills that first kid that's him kind of and well Ned, too, because he can't even pull the trigger. Right. And Well, he can pull the uh, trigger. He impact. can't hit. <laughs> well, I don't think he ever... He never pulled the trigger. Didn't Glenn he shoot first? So. Did he?
1: I, think I he guess shot, the first I think he couple shot first shots, and, that's, and when, they, hit the that's when they ran all over the place. Yeah. So
0: yeah. But, yeah, he never... I guess he couldn't... When he had a shot to kill him, he couldn't do
1: that. Right. Uh, yeah. I like... um No, I'm sorry. We're we're just (laughs) so I feel like we're just like word vomiting everything we've liked about it. Sorry if you wanted to like pick a spot and really like dive into it. I I I think I like how the movie like sets it up to make you feel almost like you're you're gonna see this guy in a new light. You know, and it's it's weird that I, I feel like you know we can think about um. I don't know what this says about humans, but we can think about a, a guy who who is like a an ex killer or whatever, as bad as as bad as he was, and we're kind of like, oh yeah, what a bad dude, and then you hear that he killed women and children and you're like, Okay, that ten that's tenfold. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's funny how like killing people and killing women and children sounds so different.
0: Right. Yeah, because when you think you say kill people, you think of, you know, the old western right. you know, just gunslingers killing each other and you know and, bad and guys you, killing you must think guys of like good guys killing bad guys and it, you know on and on and on but yeah you don't think of murdering you know the uh undefense or you know people who can't defend themselves
1: right and and i think that's like that's the thing too and and you can tell that he's obviously only doing this for money because there is no um justice in his cause like it's not like he's trying to right the wrong like for a second you almost think there is whenever he meets the the woman who got her face all cut up you know you almost i at least i did i was like okay maybe there's gonna be something here and he's gonna like do this for her you know what i mean and then mm-hmm. you realize that like he doesn't care if they did it or didn't do it i mean obviously they know right. they, they did it but they don't know which guy did it especially back then they're going off of a sketch in some words you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah and yeah and I yeah, and, and and the the interesting thing this movie does is there, he, and what complicates things is there are no good guys there are no bad guys right you know? everybody's in this muddy, well everybody's like as a bad guy but like even the, the guys that are the, the only people well little Bill and his his uh, deputies they'll get killed I guess but you know the, the two I would even cowboys, say little Bill's
1: like a good guy though because he he no resorts he's not to but I'm just
0: I'm saying the bet the only two. Before that, the only two guys that get killed are probably, especially the first guy that gets killed, are probably is probably the most decent guy we see in the whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, and that you know, I, I think Little Bill's worse than those guys are. Yeah. Um, and well, I guess the guy that cut her up, but it wasn't. Well, yeah. I don't know if he did, he didn't deserve to die. I don't think. Uh and the definitely the other guy we're supposed to have even more sympathy for because he you know he brings her that horse and i think you can tell like the i think delilah was the one that got cut up she's like she would have taken the horse and yeah. it would have been done and but then all the other girls are like mad for her and like kind of overreach what she wants and anyway but you can you get sympathy for this guy and then that's the one who we see is bleeding out and dying mm-hmm. And so we that's when you know we're like what's this is kind of all senseless, like what's the point of all this violence? You yeah, know? it just makes it perfectly muddy and perfectly uh makes you question like man all this all the violence that happened in westerns like it's just uh it's it's ugly and it's gross and it's you know uh disturbing, I guess
1: it's for some big cash though, Ryan, Did you look up how much five hundred dollars would have been uh would have been back then in 1890 <laughs> or 18 what no. would have been it actually 18 well, 1870 no eight, no it was three years after 1881, 1881. yeah um <laughs> yeah in eighteen. well so I, I did my math wrong then my inflation was off dang but um uh five hundred dollars so the, i think the bounty was a thousand wasn't it
0: yeah, so, so they would have split it three ways, $333 It would have
1: been – yeah, it would have been about – the bounty was about $30,000. Total. Total. Wow. In today's money. Yeah, so yeah.
0: 10000 bucks a piece. Yeah. So – Yeah.
1: Because so, you're kind of just like, man, that, that seems like low for uh, – <laughs> that seems low for – but then you're kind of wondering because they're getting all those advances, how much those, How much? Bill, uh, a game of billiards costs, you know what I mean?
0: yeah I don't know I can't it can't be more than like a buck or something I don't know I don't know what it cost back
1: then (laughs) Uh, they used up all that they used up nearly all their advances Ryan yeah
0: yeah
1: Uh, but it is kind of wild like just to think about and this is obviously a movie so it's not not, like based on a true story or anything but like how I don't want to say easy it would have been to just get away with this but like you ride into town then you ride off and it's it's just like the U.S. as a whole was so disconnected at the time
0: Oh yeah, for sure. And it was just so
1: easy to escape that. Like even somebody with a past like, uh, um, trying to think of Clinton, money. Uh, Yeah, money. I was trying to think of his like uh, his name. I was like Clint. You know, but uh, (laughs) even somebody with a past like him, you you can escape that and move on. You know what I mean? Like there is, I don't want to say redemption, but there is a there's escape or reprieve from that lifestyle back then and uh, yeah at least
0: attempt to and i think we see in this that you can't i he think can't Ned did from it it's
1: i think ned did
0: but he didn't because he ended up dying because of it you know it, it all yeah but it he, ends up it ends up all coming back you know that's i think that's point, the part of the point is you can't whether you think you can or not right it's you can't still, escape your past that life you, you can't escape your past and that life's gonna come back you know you're you're not you're not forgiven for it. you can't escape it uh It's just like, just like in Red Dead Redemption 2, same thing, uh, but, I mean, that's pretty much the same exact, I mean, I feel like that had to be modeled at least somewhat off of this story, um, but it has a little different ending, I guess, but, um, yeah, I, uh, I can't remember where I was going with that,
1: uh, uh, Can't Escape Your Past, Can't Escaping Your
0: Past, yeah, I guess that was, I guess that was it, uh, yeah, because he can, he comes back to his old ways and then I guess he moves to San Francisco. Uh and but even then I don't know if you're supposed to accept that he's totally escaped it. He right he, after the end of the ending of that movie you're like that he's still he's still the same guy. He's still got those same demons. But but yeah, and, but I think that's uh it's something interesting to look at. Like you said, it was just part of the West back then, part of this uh Disconnected America, where you could ride in and kill, and then
1: and ride out and be be gone ride and, off. But yeah,
0: I think what this is exploring is even if that's what you do, just like the Showfield kid, nobody ever catches up with him. But he's got still got to still got to live with that. It's still a part of his life forever, right? Be, you know,
1: and kill I think some guy in
0: an outhouse.
1: Yeah, and like you, I think throughout the entire movie, you kind of like. Money wants to escape it so bad. He almost reminds himself of that he has. You know, he's always talking about like especially when he tries to get on the horse again. He's like, "Oh, your you know, your dear mom rest her soul." And he's talking to his kids. He's like, "Your dear mother rest her soul like uh she uh you know, I was used to be so mean to animals, cruel to animals in the past, you know. And then you're like seeing like, "Okay, maybe he's not now. Maybe he is a maybe he is like a different kind of dude." And uh it's almost like just like he's just reminding himself that he he has changed but he's he's not really you know
0: mhm yeah it's still it's still inside of him, and he can still do the things he used to do yeah um yeah um so we've we've talked about a lot of the stuff I want to talk about <laughs> uh in in parts, but I wanted to kind of dig into some of the stuff
1: I feel like we just word vomited through through half of it so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so there's
0: there's the, i want to talk a little bit about the interesting character of the uh The writer, Beauchamp, Beauchamp, uh, however you you say that. But anyway, about, I think one of the themes in this movie is the, uh, the, well, it's critiquing the Western as, you know, critiquing the myth of the West, myth of America even, you know, the myth of the construction of America, creation of, I guess, what makes America America, these American values. We think of these, you know, taming the West and stuff like that. But I, it it reminded me of a movie. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but the the man who shot Liberty Valance. Uh, I've not it's a no John John Ford movie. I think nineteen sixty two, starring uh, Jimmy Stewart and uh, John Wayne. But anyway, the the I don't want to spoil anything. But it's there's there's the same type of thing that movie explores is this kind of uh, exploration of. The legend of the West and this, you know, this, uh, I guess, noble lie, uh, that, you know, is used to make the West a better place. And mm-hmm. there's a quote in that. It's, uh, he's, uh, Jimmy Stewart's character is talking to a news reporter and after he tells him the real story of what happened, Jimmy Stewart asks, he's like, you're not going to print the real story. And, the the reporter goes, when the legend becomes fact, print the legend. So, and I think that's, that's what this, we see this in the same, the same type of thing in this Beauchamp character is he's in his, uh, Duke of death, but, you know, (laughs) it's all (laughs) duck of death. It's all, uh, it's all a big fabrication. It's all, you know, just made up gobbledygook Yeah, that's, you know, uh, holding up these Western heroes as something that they're decidedly not, you know, this he's held up as the Duke of death, you know, upholding, the. uh virtue and uh what what do i want to say you know protecting the innocent and stuff like that but really he just kills uh asian railroad workers for the railroad company murders people
1: i mean the bottom right he he takes the he takes the low-hanging fruit just kills the i mean like he gets paid to kill defenseless people
0: defenseless people and then even the guy he killed that little bill's talking about he killed just because he was mad that that guy was, you know, <laughs> sleeping with the girl he liked. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, and and you get this this myth of the West build up and stuff like that. And then he does, and then he moves on to Little Bill and does the same thing. Little Bill's telling him these tall tales, or what you you know you can tell he's embellishing stuff. Oh to yeah. Build up his name. And then after Little Bill dies, he globs on to or tries to glob <laughs> on to uh, William Money to tell his story. But he's kind of shut down there. Um, but I yeah, think, it's this kind of. Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I, I th- no. Go ahead. I, I think you. Were no, probably I was just gonna say, say it's it's, it, thinking.
0: He's all, It's all about you know building this myth of the West and to something that we see in the original westerns of you know a lot of those in the 30s, 40s, 50s. You know these black hat, white hat westerns of the good guy defending the innocent and the bad guy coming in. When in reality, the West was a lot murkier, a lot muddier. And there weren't, there weren't as many heroes and villains. It was more, uh, you know, it was just a muddy middle ground. And the guys who come on top, just like Winston Churchill said, <laughs> I know that history will serve me right because... Or something like this. <laughs> I know that history will serve me well because I will be writing that history. And, you know, I think we see that in a lot of the Western tales until we get into these revisionist Westerns that kind of explore what's underneath that.
1: Yeah. I, I think, you know, like... The the writer served a interesting purpose for that reason for sure, but also because uh, it almost like it like because of the embellishment it shows you how, um, I guess like how these people who who like like the the Duke of Death and uh, Little Bill like how they wanted their how they saw themselves in a way you know what I mean I like I don't know I don't even know if that's like. If that only makes sense in my head, but it, 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 their ego is just like put on display because of how, um, they're so pulled into having like a writer with them the entire time. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And they think, they think they're the, I guess they think they're the good guys of the story. Yeah. Um, whereas I think money knows he's not the good guy.
1: Yeah. He knows he's a bad guy, Uh,
0: but they're, yeah, they're all, they're all bad guys though. I guess. Um, but yeah, they're, they're pulled in to tell that story because they want to be perceived as the, uh, the righteous, the good.
1: So what do you like, you know, let's, let's talk about just going off of that, you know, then we have the Schoolfield kid who, uh, is an interesting character too, who, you know, obviously like lies about, um, how many men he's killed and he is nearly blind, but, um, <sighs> yeah you know he almost it's almost like he is the uh he subscribes to every word of that legend that's written you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um yeah and and he is that epitome of what is on the other side of those stories that are told
0: yeah he's a he's a stand-in for you know the america or the audience that bought into these stories right you know um and you know was full force into him and and loved the he's you know he asked Clint Eastwood at one point he's like oh when you know when those were I guess that was right after he killed a, the guy so it's, was it was that what it was like in the the old days bullets whizzing and flying and people yelling and mm-hmm. riding off you know getting away and he says some some other things talking about the old days I think and uh wondering what it was like and stuff like that earlier on in the movie but it kind of just displays like the American public or what the America believed, you know, from whatever the 1800s on till the mid 20th century. Right. Uh, or even further than that, but of kind of what America was like back then. And like these heroic pursuits and uh, the ideals of what, what it meant to be an American and what it meant to be an American in the West and stuff like that. But then, after he kind of sits down and realizes it, he's like, "Oh man!" When he sees the <laughs> harsh reality of what it was like and what it is like, and when he uh, participates he kind of says,
1: in it, you know, just like when he
0: participates, yeah, exactly. And he he can't the carry cold that hard guilt. Truth, yeah, he, Ex- exactly. And he's like, "Well, I just, I just shot a guy who was, you know, <laughs> in the outhouse. Like, what's, you know, there's, there's no, there's no uh, nobleness right. or." There, there's nothing good about that. There's nothing I can hang my hat on and say, "Wow, look at, look at how much of a awesome guy I am." Right. It's you know that's kind of the lowest of the low, and that's that's how the West was won. Stuff like that, you know, and that once he sees that, he thinks, "Well, you know, there's." There's nothing to uphold there. There's 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 nothing good about it. I don't I don't want any part of it. And I think that's you know when the revisionist westerns come on the scene in the you know late 60s 70s 80s and on, and then kind of capped off with this mm-hmm. uh, in 92 it's kind of the Americans coming to grip with, with that and saying, you know, this, this it's, it was, it was, it was pretty messed up and you know, there weren't any, there weren't any clear heroes. And, uh, I think that's, you know, him being a stand in for America and the audience coming to terms with that as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, even, even little bill, uh, who is by all counts, especially with the Duke of death and their little spat there, this, uh, great American patriot, you know what I mean? Um, like, the man of justice like who is all about America, which one of the funniest lines was like, you talking about the queen again on independence day (laughs) and then just clocks him. Uh, that was, that was a good, that was a good scene right there. Um, but, but you know, like you have like this quote unquote great American and, and he is serving justice in this just unconditional and unfair way. Um, and, and just, you know, the, it's almost like it doesn't matter the power, like, like, uh, like the power will corrupt even, there was so much corruption back then. I don't want to, I'm, I'm trying not to say like absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. But there was so much power (laughs) back then, especially in like, uh, sheriffs and just like where he was the law, you know? That uh, uh, I think it, it goes to show, like even the good guy, like you said, there are no good guys. But even, even the good people are, um, bad. Bad. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of a more <laughs> elegant way to say it, but I don't think there is. I think, yeah, I think we just have to settle with that. So sorry, sorry if you tuned in for uh, intelligent, intelligent conversation. But even the good guys are bad <laughs> here, you know.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and, and it, and it kind of turns it on. You know, at the end, you're pulled in the the you know the at the beginning of the movie the quote good guy is little bill and you know we see william money uh as this you know this killer Mm -hmm. uh or you know we at least hear about it and then at the end you see it come to fruition that he actually is this you know really bad dude yeah and uh but even even by that point we see little bill is not a good dude either right but we're pulled in. Like the the final whatever fifteen minutes of this movie, we're still pulled in, and we're like, "Oh man, like, yeah, kill him, man, kill him." Yeah, uh, but then, but then we're kind of left to kind of ponder on ourselves. We're like, "Oh yeah, that's never mind," you know. Yeah, it, it's 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 trying to pull us in. It's like it reminds me of Starship Troopers. It's pulling you in, and then asking you, like, "Hey, why do you like this? Like, should you be rooting for that to happen?" Yeah, like you are. Like maybe you should. Uh, you know. uh contemplate that and think about why you 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 want this myth to happen right this myth of the west is myth of america this myth of the heroic figure uh coming to save the day uh when it's when it's all you know kind of ugly and it and it makes you it makes you think about that and kind of come face to face with those uh biases and myths that we've we've wanted and cheered for for years and years for sure I guess we talked about we've pretty much talked about everything. That's the that's the tough part because we just we were we were just on a roll. Um, So you mentioned uh, uh, little Bill saying you're talking about the Queen on Independence Day, (laughs) Uh, and I wanted to. There was a couple of shots that were were pretty clever. Um, So it's right when well it's when little Bill or not little Bill. uh, What's his name? English Bob. I think that's his name. The Duck of English death. Bob comes into uh, the Duck of death. Uh English Bob comes into town, and he's talking about like, you know, he keeps talking about how you wouldn't you wouldn't shoot a king or a queen, you know. There's just mm-hmm. something that would keep you from it. It's you know, shooting a president, who cares? Um, but he's and then as they're riding into town, you see the the images framed. There's like uh, patriotic bunting on one side of the road on the one building and then American flag hanging on mm-hmm. the right side of the road. And then he, he says something like uncivilized people or it's uncivilized shooting people of substance when he's talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then it's, you know, with this, with the kind of, uh, framed, well, as he says that it's framed in the American flags and you're kind of left thinking like, well, it's, 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 it's uncivilized shooting anybody, you right. know, the, the substance of the person doesn't matter. And like, Uh, that's, that's part of the DNA that is America is, you know, shooting people and stuff like, you know, killing and stuff like that. And then you have, uh, probably the best use of it is, uh, well, and then of course you have the queen and the independence day quote, but the best use of it is Clint Eastwood after he kills everybody, he comes out and he's kind of ranting out the town and saying like, if you ever do anything again, like I'll, I'll uh, I'll come back and kill every one of you yeah. and burn down your houses too. Yeah. Um but No, uh, he said kill your anyway. wives.
1: He said kill your wives and burn down your houses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he wasn't messing around. No, he wasn't.
1: Uh, East would never mess around, but, dude.
0: <laughs> but as he says this, he's he over his shoulder is I can't remember what exact quote it lands on, but as he says uh as he's kind of going on to his monologue, over his shoulder is it's pouring down rain and over his shoulder, you see the American flag hanging there, Mm -hmm. uh, as kind of like, this is the real legacy of the American America's past, you know, uh, and not the, uh, mm, sanitized version that like somebody like Beauchamp would write. This is, this is what America really is. This is what America stood for. And, uh, was was helped built by was was speeches like this guys like this and uh killings like this i guess mm-hmm. um and then what was i gonna say i can't remember now <laughs> something about america well i don't know you got anything <laughs>
1: <laughs> not not about america i don't um i you know I, I wanted to kind of like so we never really talked about money getting sick but um do you think that represents anything of like him like he talks about how he like saw the angel of death or whatever. They never really dive into like why he was sick or what was wrong with that. Well, he got the crap beat out of him. No, but before that he was sick.
0: Well, yeah, I guess he wasn't. Yeah, so, it, it looked like he was already sick, and then getting the crap beat out of him pushed him. Yeah, over the edge.
1: yeah, but I, I, you know, even when he was sitting in the the bar or whatever, he was he was sick, and he was sick on like the last ride in, and so I, I didn't know if that was almost like a. Cause you know that his wife had died from smallpox, you know, and so yeah, he was, but it
0: was like three years before,
1: right? No, I'm, for sure. But what I was saying is like, so you they put like this image of sick sickness and death at the beginning of the movie, and you know, as he is so sick, I didn't know if that was supposed to be like uh, almost. I don't. What am I trying to say? His old life dying like whether like breaking the like breaking the fever of almost like he can't coming so close to that you know what I mean like I don't know I, I'm I'm bad at saying what I want to say um like he like his sickness was almost as it like a uh what do I want to say like um but like his goodness dying out the you know what i'm trying to say like the all the good that he's done or his the what what you maybe want to think of as like justice dying out you know what i mean i don't know not justice yeah. but like his righteousness that he had built on for the last whatever however long dying um dying out
0: yeah um i could see that i could maybe see that reading um but the interesting thing is he doesn't fully i guess he does right after that of course he kills the kid um but it seems like he's not fully gone yet until ned's dead you know he still doesn't feel comfortable with that but you could say that's him still coming to terms. like that's him but i would say that happens at the beginning when he decides to even do it
1: um yeah yeah i i, I just feel i don't know like there has to be like wh-
0: it's gotta mean something <laughs> it's gotta
1: mean something because they didn't really talk about it that much he was so sick and then he got beat up and yet yeah, that's like obviously why he almost died or whatever but i i just think like they're they never really talked about like him being so sick you know
0: yeah because he was just um, like
1: not well and, and
0: then you got the stuff with the at the beginning with the with the hogs and I'm trying to the separate, fever and separate. Uh, that was like a big fe-
1: part too, separating the. So that's the like hog- yes. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 go. No, no, no. I don't know where I'm going. I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> you know, like yeah, at the beginning, you know, like separating the hogs. You know, um, what am I trying to say? So you, you have that separation because you have the good and the bad, and mm-hmm. the ugly. No, uh, you have the good and the bad. And you're separating the bad from the good, and and so it was almost like he was that was like his that was before he had killed anybody again. Sure, he had yeah, made the decision but. to go back, but that was before he had killed anybody again. So was that you know what I mean? Like, is that him turning bad? Does that make sense? Like, was well, he infected by the other bad around him that he caught the quote unquote fever and and turned back to his his normal? I mean, like you said, it could be argued that. At the beginning of the movie when he decided to go on this, it was already decided. But
0: see, I wouldn't I wouldn't ha I wouldn't say the hogs are a stand-in for the people around him turning him bad. I would say the hogs are a stand-in for himself and his inner self. And, you know, you can battling that because the kid says like I can't uh, you can't he's like, I can't separate them. It's too it's too hard. Yeah. And I think that's that's it saying like he can't separate the bad and the good in himself. Right. It's, it's it's all there. You know, he's still trying to be the father of his kids and, you know, just a farmer trying to make a living. But like, he, he can't separate that bad person of himself. Right. And he keeps trying to, and maybe that's what the fever represents. His fever breaking. Yeah. You know, and him getting better is the whole, like he says it like a dozen times to Ned. He's like, I'm not the man I used to be. Not anymore. You know? Mm -hmm. And then, but after after he's sick and gets better, he doesn't say that again, I don't think. Right. Um I don't at least I don't remember it. And it's him kind of it's not him totally going over, but him kind of saying, Well, this is, this is the way it's gotta be done mm-hmm. and this is this is part of me and this is I can't separate it from the, the good side of me. It's it's all me. And then of course at the end we see it totally come back mm-hmm. out and uh but after he does that, then he goes, takes his kids to San Francisco, San Francisco or wherever. And, the, you know, I think, and then it comes back to him trying to be the good guy. So it's, I think you're supposed to, after, after the ending, you're supposed to come to the realization, like, you can't, he can't separate it, from, you know, these, these, uh the good and bad in himself. You, you know, that's, that's, that's all him. And that's why he can never be forgiven. That's why he is the unforgiven and, you know that's that's the the cross he must bear, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, at least that's one way to read it, I guess. Concerning the the hogs
1: with the fever. <laughs> <laughs> that's I uh, it had to mean something in his fever and like in yeah. his sickness. Um. So yeah, I think I that's think how you're I'm going
0: right. to read it. Death of the author, man. I don't know if you intended for the hogs to mean something, but that's how I'm reading. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was speaking of uh, like movie tropes. What's the what's the um. If you see a gun early in the movie, you'll see it again at the end, or it'll mean something in the end. Uh, Chekhov's gun. Yeah, Chekhov's gun. I mean, that's that was like, as soon as I saw Ned, that shot where Ned walks through his, like, doorway, and that gun's hanging up behind him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. that's gonna do something. And then it, it ended up killing <laughs> the cowboy, and it ended up being what got him in trouble. It, that gun led to his death, essentially, because he had that gun.
0: Yeah. That's true. Even though he wasn't even the one that killed him. Yep. That's true. Tragic.
1: Tragic. Um...
0: Yeah, uh, you know what other? And I, I I've referenced like forty movies already in this in this podcast, but uh, you know what other movie this reminded me of, which I know you've seen because we did it for the podcast, was The Irishman. This is very similar to The Irishman, um, in yeah. terms of like attempting to run from your past, right? But you can't you can't, you run can't escape your past, your past. So he says yeah. like he says to you know the the kid says well i guess he had it coming and clint eastwood says well we all got it coming yeah kid. uh and that's very much very much reminiscent of the irishman at the end of that it's you know him kind of you know realizing that death's coming and there's there's no way to stop it and you know it comes for us all whether whether you're a big shot or not
1: yeah is I think you know. Does do you think that he sees like he obviously doesn't see his old ways as righteous, but he's do what he's doing now, he sees as righteous because it's for his kids. You know.
0: Yeah, and I could, I guess, I could see that. Uh, at least that's the just. Yeah, I, and that's why he comes to the conclusion that he needs to do it anyway. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if it's righteous. I don't know. Like I, like I said before, it's messy. I don't think there's a you know a right answer. Right. Uh, whether that's that gives him the leeway to kill these guys that probably shouldn't have been killed just because he's doing it for his kids, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I don't know either. I think that's the I think that's the nice like that that that's the only <laughs> um saving grace that kind of for the the ending of the movie. I know I had said that I didn't I wasn't particularly like a fan of the ending, but I think that. You know, you see that he actually tried to. He continuously tries to get away from his past, but you you see that he's doing it for his kid. Then you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, his kids then, and then he's and, able to, and then he yeah, that's what I'm saying, to. and then he is able to. So, is is that a righteous move? And that that's the only thing. Like the end, the end kind of leaves it open ended as to whether it was like the best thing to do or not. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, like I said, it's uh it's complicated. Uh but that has to do with uh the way America was back then. Well, the way America is I guess. Uh and,
1: in just different just ways, part I of, think.
0: Uh, far, part of the fabric of, you know, the the way this country was, the way this country was created and built itself. True. I mean, yeah, Um, like
1: uh, our, it's not like our past is as shiny as we, uh, we learned about in elementary school, you know?
0: (laughs) No. Yeah. No, because we have, we learned about the, uh, the fifties version of the Western. Yeah. Rather than the, uh, the revisionist Westerns of, you know, something like this. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess Uh, scared dying yeah talked about that um i guess we we talked we we touched on this but i think the i or at least i touched on this in my initial opening was part of the reason this works so well is because it is clint eastwood Mm -hmm. um and his i mean he was pretty much came to i mean he was i think he was on what rawhide but he came to like mass success and like fame and stuff from you know being the man with no name mm-hmm. in you know uh Leone's trilogy uh, but it's it's and that was very much well i guess those uh, those movies are a little messy too but he is very much like seen as the the good guy in those even though you know morality's a little <laughs> a little gray yeah but morality's uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean, literally in the good, the bad and the ugly, the title scenes are, you know, when they, as they show each character, it's boom, the good, the bad, Mm -hmm. the ugly. And Clint Eastwood is the good. Um, but, and, and and that, those stuff like that and other Westerns of the, that ilk that made him famous, uh, or the very ones he's, you know, critiquing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it works so well. And it's so interesting that he's the one that did this. And, uh, that's why I just can't picture, even though the script wasn't written for Clint Eastwood, I I can't picture or the original script, I guess, I can't picture anybody else. I can't picture Francis Ford Coppola making this, uh, but yeah, I I I think, uh, yeah, that just makes it all the better
1: for sure. Totally agree.
0: Uh, especially for it's interesting for somebody with his uh, politics. I guess he's a little you know right leaning, uh, whereas usually like revisionist westerns are seen as more of a western made but through like a liberal lens you mm-hmm. know what a new a new look at the west and you know changing from the conservative views of it uh whereas he's the one who not lived through the old west but lived through i mean that's what made him big and to have that leaning and then but to also say like you know may, you know it's not it's not great and we shouldn't you know glorify violence and that's i mean part of the reason gene hackman's in this movie he wasn't going to be in it he asked like I'll only be in this if it doesn't glorify violence and it definitely does not. No,
1: it Uh, it definitely flips it on its head, especially with that.
0: Yeah. Even though we get that cool shootout scene where, you know, he blasts all those guys at the end in the bar. uh, It's still, it's an ugly thing compared to, you contrast it with all those Westerns of the man with no name where he's just, you know, it's just so cool to watch him kill all these people and, you know, just wipe down, you know, six guys at once with no issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just I just love that it's him doing
1: that and deconstructing. That. Yeah, for sure. I And, you know, I, I think, like, I don't know. I don't know what I think. I I, I think that I like the it, – it's kind of funny that, you know, he was like, oh, I'll only do it if it doesn't glorify violence, where his character almost does – his character, Little Bill, Gene Hackman's character, Little Bill – is almost like the only the most violent one until the end.
0: Yeah, but it very much he's violent. His violence does not glorify it though. Right. But he is the most violent. But yeah, it definitely does not glorify it. It's it makes you feel pretty gross as he's and that's what all those those shots you know uh, cutting to all the different faces watching him whip people and mm-hmm. kick the crap out of English Bob or uh, Clint Eastwood. It's they're all kind of like uncomfortable, but they can't do anything because he's he's the law. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, so and it, yeah. he
1: is it. It's funny too because like all the rest of the sh- the the sheriff's department or the deputies or whatever, they're almost all. Uh, they're not. They're not like him. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like they're um, yeah. They're almost all scared. Not scared. You know. But you know. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they're not. They're not the law. Like Little Bill is.
0: Right. Yeah. No. Then that. And that's what I think it. Why it shows their reaction to the, their faces reacting to what he's doing. You know. Right. There. It definitely doesn't show them approvingly watching on. Right. Uh it's it's more of a critical lens, but that's that's the way it is, and they can't you know can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, they all they all die anyway. You know, even though they're not explicitly bad guys, they all uh, they all get killed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Um. That's the way she you got goes. Anything else, Ty? <laughs> that's that's the way she goes. So it goes, as uh, Kurt Vonnegut would say. So it goes. Um. You got anything else, Ty? Uh,
1: I don't think I do. I don't think I do. I think we covered pretty much everything and more that I that I had from watching that movie. It was a good movie, like you said. Um. I. I really. Yeah. Like I. I enjoyed it. I mean, I. I think that. It's it's kind of funny because like after we spoke, it is like obviously a revisionist Western, but it, it it does it in such a way. I feel like a lot of revisionist, uh, like revisionist Westerns try to. It's not as subtle as this one was. Does that make sense? This is almost like a subtle revisionist one. Like it leads you into it.
0: And I think that has to do with it being Clint Eastwood. I think if it was somebody else, they it very easily could have hammered the point home too much. Yeah. But he did it. He did it. Uh, yeah, very subtle, very, and that's what makes it. I mean, that's what makes it work so good. And that's why he's still making so movies loud.
1: at nine, ninety uh, <laughs> or not ninety years later, but th- um, nearly thirty years. earth Well, hold on. Yeah, thirty years later. As a ninety something. As a ninety something yeah. year old, it's crazy that he was in his sixties in this movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's cr- like, <laughs> do you ever just watch was, some old movies yeah, and you're years. just like,
1: how are you sixty? And you're st- like in this one <laughs> and you're still alive. Yeah, he was 60 in the movie and his wife was uh, his wife was like 30. 29 years old. Claudia died at 29 years old. So he would have been (laughs) The West was wild, man. (laughs) Weird and wild. Wild The West was wild. Wild and weird and weird and wild.
0: Alright, so I guess we don't have anything for Next episode
1: yet? Do we? <laughs> Why would we, rhyme That's not how we. That's I not guess. how we do it around here. Roll it. <laughs> we <laughs> Fly will. we'll uh, figure baby. that out. We'll
0: uh, we'll figure that out at a later a later point. If you're listening but to this and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Until then, until you find out. Oh, where, can, uh, where What?
1: Oh no, you were. Sorry, you had it going.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, but if you're just uh, annoyed that we keep missing movies and you want to throw in uh, throw in some names in the hat.
0: Yeah. If you do want to do any of that, uh, you can, until then, you can get a hold of us uh, through email at rollupodcastgmail.com or on social media at
1: Roll Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. The only two places that you really need to be on social media, according to my marketing <laughs> yeah, expertise. <even> <laughs>
0: Even, even then, don't spend too much time there. Uh, it rots your brain. It does. Um,
1: spend more time watching mo- but, uh, movies from the eighties and nineties.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch, watch a Clint Eastwood movie instead. Watch Good Ben the Ugly.
1: You know what? We, we we haven't the last few episodes. We haven't picked a movie for the next week, but I think we could probably throw a time frame out there. You know, I like we wanted to do a nineties movie this week. What are you thinking? What are you thinking for next week? Should we jump back to modern modern day? Should we go back a little bit more? Or do you just want to wait until uh, a big movie?
0: Let's just wait. I don't want to. Pi- I don't want to pigeonhole myself. Oh, someone's a little scared.
1: Someone's a little <laughs> I scared. am.
0: I have an idea, but I don't know if you would. Uh, I don't know if you'll like it. <laughs> I would like it, but <laughs> we'll, we'll have to talk about it. And what see, is it? Uh,
1: that seven seven and a half hour movie that? Uh...
0: <laughs> it's not *Satan Tango*. <laughs> uh it's uh we should
1: that would be fun to do that would we be fun to, to do that would be blocked we need to like uh we need to like do a uh like a podcast retreat where we we just we watch that movie and then we do like a long podcast on it it's like the only podcast we do release four that four yeah we're doing like we're <laughs> doing like two we're doing like two or three sections two or three episode release yeah
0: the old hardcore history treatment yeah for sure um, yeah that would be fun i was thinking about stalker the tarkovsky movie the three hour long uh russian sci-fi uh real slow burn i
1: film. do have a lot going on i don't think i can uh, don't think i can subscribe to that one right now but
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i know but at some point i'm gonna get you to watch we're doing that at some point i mean that movie's so good that is that is almost transcendent that movie's yeah. <laughs> but anyway with that being said uh we will uh, i guess we'll decide at a later point <laughs> with all that said um i guess that'll that'll do it until uh yeah for a couple weeks and we'll see y'all in two weeks with something that is uh to be determined
1: We'll make it worth your while. Till then, follow us on uh, all that other stuff. And um, we don't have a tagline, so we'll see you then.